welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater The Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Things get better with time, like love and sex, but not incest. That's just gross, nasty all the time. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for Shade. And joining me this week on the panel are Jane and Atomic Annie and special guest, Thought Odyssey Zone, Jim Silvestri. How are you all? Hello. Doing yeah, well. I'm awake. Yeah, Damn. awake is a good thing. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you don't know, we record this on 11 at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Uh, I'm asking a lot from people. I understand it um we're all here we're awake we're we're looking beautiful um this is a fun week not a lot of things happened but the things that did happen were random and weird monumental yes yeah absolutely well we will be taking five pop culture topics headline stories and rather than the usual rapid fire we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts there are lots of things that happen in a given week so some of your favorite moments may not make it but if you want us to discuss something, reach out. DM me at Michael Block Talk on Instagram. No promises. All right. Are we ready for topic number one? Oh, my God. Yes. All right. After running up that hill, season four of Stranger Things has come to an end. And spoiler alert, everyone essentially is still intact, which is just not okay for um, a cast this large. But what will happen in the final chapter? We'll finally find out probably in like 10 years when the season airs. But... Um, will the kids make their way past puberty and knocking each other up? Who's going to die? These are things we're going to find out, hopefully, in season five. But first, let's talk about season four. Um, overall, how did everyone feel about it for those who watched? I I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I hear a lot of people uh, or I read a lot of um, write-ups that it's a dumb show. It's it's typical. It's, it's not... Um, well-written and I don't think it pretends to be anything that that it isn't it's just right it's nostalgia fueled it reminds me of the uh reading x-men comics as a kid and and watching the goonies and all that and I just shut my brain off and just vegetate and it's great that's that's my yeah uh, that's fair opinion I feel like for me it's just interesting watching this knowing like in the background all the stuff that's been going on with Netflix um, and just their content and they've had to like fire all these people and all of the controversy going on with them. Like it's, it's interesting to see like this sort of be one of the only projects that they've had. That's really had a lot of longevity. A lot of their movies are kind of one-offs or don't do super well. And like, it almost feel like it feels like stranger things is to Netflix the way that, um, game of Thrones was to HBO where like, they'll keep it going if people are watching it. And I think it was like the number one show mm-hmm. in the world at one point when it came out. And so, maybe like I mean I I watched this season and I thought it was like pretty decent like you said like pretty much everyone made it through which I thought for 
a season full of basically like feature length episodes that was like a little surprising to me but um I don't know I I I mean I still like the show I just think that Netflix is going to kind of keep it going regardless of quality and it's clear that they're going to do that through season five Netflix bring back AJ and the queen come on (laughs) it was camp (laughs) um I enjoyed did I even finish that show no I didn't (laughs) I don't think anyone did Um, I enjoyed the thing of Stranger Things. I enjoyed the season. Um, my only drawbacks is that I kind of feel like it's the same story, like told over and over again. It's like, oh, like there's something kooky going on in um, Hawkins, the upside down world. How are we going to get to the upside down world? So I, I think they kind of need to like wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that. I did enjoy it. I also like, I do agree with you that like with a cast this large, like nobody dies, but however, Eddie Munson was a fan favorite and he, well, spoiler alert, he did die, but there's a lot of um, like Reddit trolls that believe that he might come back next season because of the whole like dnd world that there is a character that is portrayed like eddie munson that is supposed to be like this vampire warrior killer or something like that all i ask is if he does come back there's a cameo from doja cat <laughs> i was just gonna say oh that, <laughs> that was fun i i, I liked when that happened she got <laughs> so dumb she got all mad at this this 16 year old what you call him a snake or something like that it was yeah. she went in I'm, this, I'm here for just kid. like shitting on children <laughs> yeah, well I, I i have some questions revolving around the the specifics of the season let's see how we feel about some things um the series did follow about three converging storylines all with very different tones which was your favorite and which did you end sooner and by sooner i mean we should have been out of russia like after episode three i agree not not much really came of the the russia stuff i I think that was just to give something for the the older characters to do and then to put them all together I went out to write a reunite with with Hopper and and have them all fought on on their own together doing their thing. So th- there was a lot of storylines that that you knew were BC storylines that you thought were gonna right. add up to something in the end, but didn't. But that's okay. It's if you have a cast that large and. and Everybody has something to do. That's that's pretty impressive in a way. I, I have right. to give credit for that. Yeah. I feel like towards the end, um, I didn't care about like what was going on in Russia. I was primarily like hooked on like what was going on with like Hawkins and Eleven, and even like things that were happening in like California with like Will and Mikey and uh, the brother. I'm just like, all right, we could like wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it uh it all felt a little drawn out i agree and i feel like by the end i was sort of invested in like all of the 11 related stuff the most i would say i i did find like the whole sort of number one is vecna thing like that was a little kind of like like as 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 far as like the episodes just kept going like that kind of fell into place and it became a little obvious but um i don't know i think towards the end it became clear sort of like what storylines were a little secondary. And I think that's just going to happen when you have, like you said, a cast this big and you have all these different storylines to manage. So, you know, it was understandable. 
All right. Who was the favorite new character? Listen, he was a dick. He was terrible, but Jason was so cute. He was oh, that very was sexy. Yeah, but, he's very cute. Oh, yeah, no, he, was, he yeah, sucked. <laughs> I know he sucked, but he was cute. <laughs> he, had the best, he had the best death in the show, I think. Like in the yeah. history of the show. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, I mean, Eddie, everyone's going to say Eddie, but I guess that's kind of true. The villain. I like the villain. I like Beckna. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like the yeah. actor who played him before he became. Yes, Beck. he was. In, was pretty- he was in Twilight. <laughs> That's where I know this time. I was going to say. <laughs> was he the little one in Twilight? Oh no, he was part of the Volturi. Uh, <laughs> I've okay. never seen that Twilight. Makes so much more sense. You're what? not missing much, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> no, Michael, you need to watch it. <laughs> Talk about like something where there's a million characters and like, nothing happens. <laughs> the whole series of movies. It's, whoa. That, that was but with like worse CGI. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. All right, Nancy, uh, are we team Steve or team Jonathan? Steve. <laughs> Steve. No one's team Jonathan. Who's team Jonathan? Why is he even there? Can't he just go to school He's... and just like just run right. out? Also, like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but he looks like he's about 47. Like, he's not like a teenager. You know yeah, what? The kids are getting up sure. there. The kids are getting up there. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> we didn't find out officially on the show, but um, the little actor who plays uh, Will has confirmed that his character is a homosexual. Are we surprised? No, no but I, I don't understand what the business is with, with like, Characters being outed like out of the show, like Dumbledore. It's giving J.K. Rowling. Yeah, it's exactly like just have them come out during the show. I don't need an actor to tell me that his character is gay three months after the season ends. That's weird to me. Just make it part of the show. And what does he find so appealing about Mike? He's not even cute. No, Mike is like one of the worst characters. I don't like him. (laughs) He has that like Target lady haircut. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if Stranger Things does not come back in some sort of spinoff or whatever, um, I, I, I'm sure we can find a, a um, like Will and Grace style uh, spinoff for Will in the 90s, you know, because he is a homosexual now. Um, what other Netflix show do you hope takes the reign of the number one God. show on the platform? What else is there? Yeah, I was gonna say. Right. I, I feel I mean, like Ozark just much. ended, so there's not much. There's very little that I feel like Netflix still like. Sex Education, I guess, like has pretty big influence. Yeah, but, but um, you hear they're, they're they're cutting a lot of the cast from it. Yeah, yeah, obviously hemorrhaging. Yeah, because the doctor's on that show. The doctor's done. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor exactly. Who. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I hope they just keep making nailed it. That's all. <laughs> True. Uh-huh. Um, also, the show Arcane is really good, and I I hope that they can actually pay the animation department because it's like a very like nerdy, queer, very beautifully animated show. But like, I don't know. I just I don't see them having the budget to do like a second season or like anytime soon. Oh, I hope they continue Big Mouth. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is <laughs> let's keep on doing the circle, but just cast me on it first. I would live. <laughs> I would love that opportunity. 
All right, let's move on. Um, in such a weird series of events, Ricky Martin's nephew withdraws harassment and incest claims as Ricky did not, in fact, shebang, shebang. In early July, uh, Martin had been served a restraining order by his nephew that cited abuse. Martin and his lawyers were adamant that he was never, has never been, would never be in a sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew, finding the accusations disgusting. The singer's brother has maintained that his nephew is struggling with deep mental health challenges. While this case may have been concluded, Martin is still currently facing other legal troubles with his former manager, suing him for $3 million, claiming he owes her for unpaid commissions. Needless to say, Ricky Martin is now living La Vida Loca. How did this all happen and how will false accusations affect real harassment cases in the future? Uh, this is messy. This was very I, messy. Yeah, I will say, I mean, I, I, I don't think the story was was ever true, but there's something to the what something that the agent said in in her lawsuit. She said, I, "I've been protecting Ricky from some very like scandalous situation, and if this ever came, if this ever saw the light of day, it would ruin his career." And then months after that happened, this kid comes forward. So there has to be some kind of a connection. I I don't know. Either (laughs) the the kid got it in his mind that this is what she was talking about and like concocted this fantasy because he has his issues or I don't know, maybe, maybe there's, there's something there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He withdrew his, his, his claim. So as, as far as we're concerned, He's, he's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not the true thing. Jane, what do you think? I you mean, it, perplexed. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's like we live in a world where it's like, okay, we should believe in victims, but then it's also like, well, how much of it is, you know, fabricated and someone like Ricky Martin does not have like any history of like abuse or any of that nature. And, I don't know. It's, I mean, even though it's not extreme as like Michael Jackson or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like my knee jerk reaction when I read about this, I'm like, that's not true. He didn't do it, you know, but, but we live in a world where like, we, we should not do that, you know? And, yeah. and when, and what happened with like Michael Jackson, like what, like 20 years ago, like we kind of did that. And there were like more allegations that like kind of occurred, but those allegations were also kind of like, well, those are also like pressures from like parents that like want to get his money or whatever, you know? Again, I know Uh, it's not as huge, but it's still kind of like in that weird gray area, you know? Totally. And, and, you know, Ricky Martin's career is on kind of an upswing now and he's, he's kind of busy and it seems kind of implausible that he would have the time to have the seven month relationship with his nephew in Puerto Rico and then be stalking him after the fact. It, like, wh- where does one find the time to do all of this chicanery? It's also sure. just tricky too, because like we live in this climate where I think people are so quick to jump on the whole train of like, every time someone accuses someone of sexual assault, they're lying. And like, I, I think that there's this like response to like you were saying, the whole like Me Too movement and when survivors come forward, that an entire kind of like sector of the population, their knee jerk reaction is to just like never believe someone until kind of disproven. And 
I think what's like hard about this is like these cases are rare where it turns out someone was just like completely fabricating something, but like the damage that that causes just sort of down the line when you accuse someone of sexual assault or sexual harassment just falsely, like that has such a ripple effect that affects actual survivors and the actual processes that kind of hold these people who commit stuff like this accountable. And it's just, it's hard to see because it's like, um, particularly because Ricky Martin is like a, a gay man. And I think that there's already this stigma attached to being a gay man where like people will jump to call like queer people and gay men like groomers that even if this is fake like this is sort of something that people are going to associate with Ricky Martin for a while and I I, I think mm-hmm. that that's frustrating yeah especially so soon after the the Amber Heard business yeah that, that was come well, on she's back at it she she's now appealing so she's she's yeah. still trying to um claim it was all true so yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with He's that. ready for but... more discourse. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is um, funny, though, that, that I saw a lot of these um, like websites and magazines come out with all these, these listicles about all the red flags we should have seen about Ricky Martin. And now what? Like, what do you do with, with that list? Yeah, now? exactly. Do you just like retract it all? It? I guess so, right? Yeah. Well, if there's any updates on Amber Heard, I'm sure Jane will let us know because uh, Jane <laughs> loves that case. <laughs> wild wild um let's let's move on i mean obviously ricky martin's madly in love with his husband and there's no time like 20 years later it's been two decades since ben affleck and jennifer lopez got engaged and then broke up but their love will never die jennifer lopez confirmed that the two did tie the knot at a chapel in las vegas j-lo has decided that she will now be going by the name jennifer affleck uh, the newlyweds headed to Paris to celebrate their honeymoon. I'm back. Um, great. Good for them. But before we can celebrate them, let's talk about some of their past loves. Who was your favorite Ben and Jen former lover? And if you can't remember, because there were so many, same. I th- There are a lot. Um, he just likes the name Jennifer, doesn't he? I guess so. He does. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's very weird. All right, so who are some favorite um, former loves of Ben and Jen? Uh, I mean, obviously, Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez. That was a moment in time. They have That was fun. Um, they lasted a while. Yeah. I like the dancer that went to the... Uh, the oh, Cas- Casper Smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she, loved, she loves dancers because uh, Chris Judd as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Judd, I forgot about him. I feel like for me, Mark Anthony, for sure. He's just the one that, like, I, to me, in my mind, they're, like, still married just because, like, she, I feel like she kind of moves so fast that, yeah. I don't know, Mark Anthony is kind of the last person I, like, really associate Jennifer Lopez being with. And she had a, she had Alex Rodriguez. She's with Puff Daddy. And she did have, yeah, she was with Puff Daddy. Oh, of course she she was. And she broke up with him. And she broke up with him. It might have been before you were born. I'm not even making a joke here. (laughs) Yeah, she broke up with him before, like he got tried for murder. Oh my god. Um, (laughs) um, I think for me, my favorite Ben Affleck relationship was his relationship with Matt Damon. Obviously, so so beautiful. (laughs) Wait, but can we was he at the wedding? What was that? I was wondering if he was at their wedding. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's the one who married them. Um, Jane, what were you gonna say? 
can we all agree that Jennifer Lopez is like this generation's Liz Taylor in terms of like being married yeah. like 50 million times? Wow. Yes. She's not quite where Liz Taylor was, where by the end she didn't even like the idea of marriage. I think Jennifer Lopez still has like a few more in. <laughs> I mean, I will Probably say Liz, Liz Taylor like didn't have a type. Like every one of the 8 million guys she married right, was right. as different as the other one could possibly be. JLo had a type for a while, but this this is kind of off type for her, I guess. What what is it about Ben Affleck at this age? I'm going to say it, that this age that she finds appealing. He's so like milk toast. I don't get it. I know a lot. Of he was a bad Batman, wow. right? Bad Batman, like the worst Batman, according to me. But and I never <laughs> saw him as Batman. <laughs> you did not as much. There was there was something appealing about him in Gone Girl though. I can't quite explain it. He was kind of like yeah. douchey, kind of like a little sleazy, but still charming. So like I get Gone Girl Ben Affleck. Maybe that's what she's she's into. I don't know. Maybe she saw the movie and she's like, well yeah, that was that. Hmm. I don't so know. you have to like associate him with Rosamund Pike in order to make Ben Affleck compelling. <laughs> that must be it. Yes. He was good in Hollywood Land, um, that movie that was about um, the first. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, they went to Paris to honeymoon. Um, Good for them. Glad they have money to do some. I hope maybe maybe they went to watch one of the viewing parties for Drag Race France. Maybe they (laughs) got to hear the lip syncs because if you were not watching Drag Race France past two weeks, you did not know what the lip sync song was because it was not available in this country. Really, very strange. Oh, it's so strange. I've already asked Nikki Doll to ask World of Wonder to fix this problem, but very, very <laughs> weird. Very weird. Um, yeah, Paris honeymoon. That just sounds so cliche. I feel like this whole so like, journey was kind of cliche. Like they got married in Vegas and honeymoon in Paris. It's like you guys are like millionaires. You could like go anywhere. Like why? I mean, look, and they're also like they're not promoting anything so it's not like a publicity stunt either so maybe it's true love i don't know jennifer lawrence is just one of those people she's just one of those people to me that keeps like trying different angles to kind of get back to where she was in the 90s and i don't think she's quite cracked it yet and i feel like you can kind of sense that with how many times she's tried to recreate that versace dress (laughs) <laughs> which she needs to just leave in her closet. I am so sick of it. And Carrie Colby brought it back and <laughs> and nodded her for it. Yeah, exactly. still bad. Well, is it safe to say that if you love someone so much, there's still a chance for you in the future 20 years later? Does that mean there may be hope for me and one of my very many twin crushes? Silence. Is the twin named Jennifer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sure, I, I, I just guess. yeah. Why not? Love never dies, I guess. <laughs> I I guess not. Or if you run out of everybody else in the world, there's always that other person. Yeah, twenty years. Ago. <laughs> right. I, that's what I find so fascinating. Is like Hollywood is a small little town that I'm sure there could have been other options to explore. Though maybe their love really was good at that time, and they just didn't work out any longer, and they they needed to have space. The and sex is probably really good, I have to say. Probably- <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> it, I mean, come on, JLo's ass alone. <laughs> yeah, we saw Hustlers, Mama. <laughs> yeah, so clearly he's he's benefiting here. Um, but you know what? Congratulations to the two of them. I hope you don't talk about their divorce in two weeks. <laughs> that would be nice. 
I would be entertained, not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, moving on. Lizzo's fourth studio album and second major label album has dropped, and maybe it's special. After releasing About Damn Time in April, The Princess of Positivity, Lizzo, has followed up with an 11-track album that the gays will be requesting, um, especially Everybody's Gay. I'll take that one on repeat. Great song. Uh, The album has positive reviews, saying Lizzo has swept up an older generation into her gang as she channels 70s disco and 80s synth pop. So which song will be featured on the next season of Drag Race, since Rue clearly loves Lizzo tracks every season? Uh, and what are your thoughts on the album? I will say that she's very clearly, she very clearly has drag queens and specifically drag race in mind when yep. she's writing music now. I, I, all yeah. I could picture when I listen to these songs are drag queens lip syncing for their life to these, I love you, bitch. Like that's made for uh-huh. drag race stage. And that's mm-hmm. cool. That's, that's a new approach, I guess. But it's, it's very that, I think. Very. Um, yeah, so I I loved, loved Lizzo's last album. It was like the last concert that I went to pre-COVID. And it was amazing. And I thought it was like such a um, good way to kind of reintroduce herself. Because it was like, I think her first album she came out with once she sort of reached that new level of celebrity after um, uh, like some of her songs kind of had a resurgence um, and she got super popular. And like, I like this album and I like a few songs on it, particularly Break Up Twice. Uh, Naked is really good to be loved is really nice but I feel like the production on it was not my favorite and there's this trend happening right now that happened a lot with Harry Styles new album as well where it sort of feels very like Toyotathon commercial to me where it's just sort of like generic kind of positive you can hear someone being like come on in for the Coles President's Day sale and it's not super like specific and I think sometimes the message of positivity with Lizzo is so special because it's coming from such a perspective. And I feel like this was a little bit generic, like you should be happy. You should be gay. You should be like, love yourself. There's like a birthday song in it. And Mm -hmm. I'm such a huge fan of Lizzo that I just like listening to it a couple of times. Like it sonically is really nice, but I feel like the album itself just has a little bit less to say than she has previously. And I don't know. I was a little disappointed, but there's still like a bunch of hits and I know that I'll be performing a few of those songs. So, you know, no complaints. It's very, um, very TikTok, basically. Yes. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're going to have to deal with for the next few years, as far as pop music goes, I think. It's just, just tailor-made for little uh, internet sound bites. I mean, Jane, will you have this on repeat? Yeah, I mean, I love the album. I think it's like super catchy and like fun, but I I do agree in terms of like, um, it didn't feel as like raw compared to like the last album. Um, And not that it feels generic, but it feels very like polished and like overproduced in a way. Like, I I don't know, but I mean, I still enjoy it. I I still like listen to it and, and it like does make me happy if I like, listen to it like while I'm like jogging or whatever so um and I I am like a huge fan of her and and it is funny because when I was listening to the album I'm like yeah I'm like she's gonna be back on Drag Race again (laughs) right oh fully um I I I enjoy Lizzo and I'm very much the kind of person who loves upbeat music like that's what I'm drawn to but I want to hear a Lizzo ballad I want to hear a who hurt you song I want to hear her change it up a little bit just because it is feeling a little monotonous um 
I don't know. I, I think that's what everyone loves about Adele is like we get to hear her hurt you song and and we we connect with it in a different way than we connect with Lizzo because God knows we need some positivity in the world right now and Lizzo's bringing that but I want I need some I need a little bit of a change from Lizzo just just one track give me give me one track and I, then I'll be like okay you gave it to us work didn't work fine let's just see what else she got because she does have a great voice and she's not using it in a way that is showcasing it and when uh, there's one track that I really like that samples um, the song X Factor by Lauren Hill. And when I was thinking about it, I was sort of like thinking back to that whole era of music with like the Fugees. And I feel like a lot of Lizzo's first, al- well, not first album, but like her most recent one before this, um, it really kind of tapped into that era where it was this like very pop positivity, like very her brand. And it was infused with this like, you know, mid early 90s, early 2000s kind of like funk and a little bit of soul and it was just this really nice blend of a bunch of genres and I feel like this one swung way more in the pop direction which is great and I mean if if that's sort of the direction she's going like power to her particularly because she's one of those artists that you hear just scrolling through TikTok or you know you she has like a million songs on Drag Race which I feel like is kind of an indicator for sort of a pop diva at this point but I don't know I, I feel like that sample really got me thinking about sort of what what sort of features she could have access to or genres or producers. And I thought that this one just was produced in a more pop heavy direction rather than some of the references she's pulled previously. Yeah, I mean, when I heard that she went back and, and re-recorded or re-edited a song because the word spaz was in it and it offended yeah. some people, when she, she takes it to that level, you, her brand yeah. is positivity and she doesn't want any single person in the world to She's feel, bad a or feel left out by her music. So, I mean, that's that's like extreme positivity, if you ask me. That's her problem. Yeah, sure. She's sticking to it. Lizzo is not really someone who collabs with a lot of other artists. We don't hear her feature anyone else. But if you could have Lizzo do a duet or a collaboration with anyone, who would it be? Jane, let's Ooh. start with you. Um, well, he's dead. I was going to say Prince, and I know she got started <laughs> yeah. with Prince. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, she could always do the a duet with the hologram. That's always a possibility. <laughs> oh God, God. Um, I would say. I mean, why not? Like, she's going to come out with a new album soon. Maybe Beyonce. Oh, actually, no. Ooh. Doja Cat. I would like for her to do yep. a duet. Okay. Bruce Springsteen, that would be amazing. Come on, Bruce Springsteen. Just... All right, okay. this is so similar. Yes. <laughs> um, I was gonna say Doja Cat, but since she was already sad, I feel like um, just because you hear a lot of her music in the same places on the internet, there's this artist named Dochi who's really becoming like popular, and she does that very sort of lyric heavy, fun. Um, rap and R&B that's like it really has this like stamp and perspective and I think Lizzo might benefit from like kind of bringing on another artist to a song that's also very perspective heavy and very specific Mm -hmm. in terms of like what their music sounds like and so Doja Cat a lot of artists like that I would love to hear like SZA on one of her songs just to kind of they could do a ballad together that would be nice I I'm ready for some Lizzo funk give me a Lizzo Bruno Mars collaboration yeah I'll take that. That'd be great. 
by Lizzo. Congrats on the new album. We will talk about it for the next couple of days because soon you're going to be irrelevant because another album is about to drop. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about her probably next week. All right. Our final topic of the week. Oh, God. In a story I know very little about because it's been a very long time for me. And by very, I mean very. Jane Fonda has revealed that her <laughs> sex life got better with age. And she, quote, knows what she wants. The 84-year-old icon spoke to Andy Cohen on a serious XM show where she was asked to characterize her sex life. She said, quote, private and solo. He then followed it up asking if people get better at sex as they get older. And she says that women get better because they lose their fear of saying what they need. It's no more hold it. It's give me what I want. In other news, using those lines in gay bars in New York City might yield a very different result. If something goes awry, blame Jane Fonda. Um, she continued to say after three marriages, the last one ending in 2001, that she has no desire to be in a sexual relationship again. So is Jane right? Does it get better? Jane, <laughs> does it get better? Um, I, I mean, I kind of do agree to her, um, with her too, in a sense that like you do lose some like inhibitions, like as you get older. Um, I know like when I've... <laughs> as I've gotten older, I don't really care about a lot of things. So more power to her. Good for her. Another thing that you lose as you get older is expectations. Like your expectations get very low. So if anything is like remotely, okay. (laughs) It's like, yeah, this is great. That's if you keep it like age, if your, your partner has to be somewhat age appropriate as you get older, if you're like, going with someone that's like 20 years younger it's it's gonna wield very different results i think it's good to keep it in in your general age group as you age speaking as the oldest person here i can imagine now now annie what's it like to be young (laughs) (laughs) um well the only experience i can speak to i've been in a relationship for like two and a half years and i i will say that kind of going through that experience and just getting closer with someone you kind of mature together. And I sort of feel like, I don't know, comfort is like a, a huge thing that I'm sure comes with age and comes with just getting to know someone better and better throughout the years. And I think that comfort is really key in understanding like um, just how like a person's mind and body works and what they want. And I think that there was just tying it into what we were talking about earlier. Like, I think that there's this whole misconception that consent is this like super awkward conversation to have and it's always very like direct and verbal but I think like the older you get and the more you get to know a specific partner consent can become a thing that you're so used to with each other and that you can learn about really deeply that it be, like when you're with someone for a while it, be, it can become implied and it can become a little bit more subtle and it can become this like sort of pillar that a lot of your sex life really stands on um and so I don't know that's <laughs> the perspective I have to offer I'm 20, so, you know, there it is. Um, I just find this whole conversation fascinating for Jane Fonda because she's been out there like being a a patriot and and fighting for all these rights. And this is the story that gets the headlines. (laughs) Right. An 84 year old woman and her sex life. (laughs) Didn't she get arrested arrested, like several months ago for protesting? Uh, Of course. Almost every week she does. Yeah. Maybe she had sex in jail. <laughs> you know what? That's the story. Wow, that yeah, is the story. Definitely. 
But yeah, I, I, I just find it interesting that this is the headline. Like she can do all these great things. And like, even she could have a story about what it's like to be an 84 year old, 84 year old woman and being so vibrant and and youthful, but no, it's all about hush sex. Thanks, Andy Cohen, the fucking homosexual Listen. asking her about sex. <laughs> In the words of uh, Titus Burgess to Andy Cohen, just do your little show girl. <laughs> you know what? That is true. God, you know what? I miss that show. Bring that show back to Netflix. Kimmy Schmidt was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was so good. I enjoyed that one. Oh man, that's yeah. the crossover we need. Um, Jane Fonda on Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> oh, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Oh my god. Um, Everybody so wants yeah. to know about all the real housewife. I'm back. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if if sex gets better with age, twinks hit me up because I'm getting there. I'm old. <laughs> I'm very old. God damn it. Um, Yeah, Jane Fonda, good for you. Um, Do you think she ever did it with Lily Tomlin? Can I start that rumor? I hope so. Or at least Dolly Parton. (laughs) I'm sure Lily. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, they've the three of them, one late night filming nine to five. They all got very drunk and had an oopsie night. (laughs) That's the fantasy we all deserve. Um, Come on. That's the sequel we need. We need nine to five, too. (laughs) I'm sure Dolly was playing nine to five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nine to five a.m. Uh, the three of them as hookers. That's the sequel. It would live late in life sex workers just like on the town. Ah. That's you know what I think I'm here for that. Oh my I god! Would buy it. <laughs> um, wow, Jane Fonda. What are you looking forward to next week? Oh, Duh, well, Beyonce, on. the Renaissance yeah. is here. Oh, oh wait, already? This, I know, right? It's, it's coming <laughs> uh, this week. Um, so that's why I said, Lizzo, good luck. We'll talk about it for a little bit. God, she had bad timing. Right. Yeah. And, and knowing knowing Beyonce, she's probably going to like secretly release it a day earlier or release like another album the day after or something. You never know. And then or she'll like raise Prince from the dead to get a feature or something. <laughs> exactly. She has that power. I mean, Grace she'll definitely Jones attach some. Thing, she'll definitely attach right. some type of movie to it too. Oh, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of things. You know what? Maybe she. Uh, my prediction is going to be announced like she's pregnant or something. She's going to have another bombshell uh, attached to this. Um, but we, you know, we're all going to be listening to it. All, people are going to love it. People are going to hate listen to it. And that's just how the music music industry works. But that's that's the one big thing I think happening this week. Otherwise, yeah, nothing, this summer there's this summer sucks. There's no like big blockbusters coming out. I I saw Thor last week and it was like I guess um Nope fine. just came out, which is supposed to be yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Really sure nope that. did come out. Yeah. Nope. Uh, uh, I just don't like watching like his movies in theaters because they're too scary for me. Oh, yeah. not that bad. Well, paying, paying like $25 is pretty scary for me. So. <laughs> yeah, literally. literally. When you can yeah. buy but it or something the only, for like five. Yeah. The only so. reason I went to see Thor was because I had a free ticket through D23 because they were giving free tickets away to members. It's like, great, I'll go see a Disney movie. Fine. Hmm. Uh, for free. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have time or patience. Also, the kids who yell in the back of the theaters, I don't need that shit no more. I want quiet. Oh, people were heckling the movie. <laughs> They're not going to respond. Literally. Yeah, literally. 
Um, but yeah, so is there anything else happening this week? Is that or or are we only? I guess Drag Race is ending, right? Drag Race right. is Drag Race oh, ending oh, next week. Oh, is it? Also, it is. Listen, listen. I'm very listen, behind. Listen, all I'm going to say: the riggery is real. And if you have not looked at the social medias this morning, because I, I we know why they say which team are you? Because they want to know how the, the the people are feeling. Can I just give you? Um, Jane, I apologize for spoiling things. Go Can I just it. give you the likes on the Drag Race Instagram earlier this morning at 10.53 for the four finalists? Go for it. Shea Coulee had 5,434 likes. Monet, 6,452 likes. Trinity, 6,955 likes. And I kid you not, Jinx Monsoon, in 25 minutes of this post being up, 25,519 likes. She is almost three times every single one of them. You can combine the three yeah. of them. If she does not get the crown, what was the point of the season? What was the point of the season? Jinx I will go off and the recap. But I'm kind of happy that be- people like the old bitch, I got to say. Like that, yeah. it, gives me, it gives me hope. Yeah. Jinx is not even that old. She's I not that old. She's so old. Hey, I looked up. I think she's like 34 or something. Yeah, I, was I think Jinx is way younger than me. No, so. Lord, really? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I yeah, think she, she was like something when she was on her season. Yeah, she, she was, she was like youthful when she was on. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I think, you know what? It, I, it was a fun season. I enjoyed it. I think, actually, <laughs> the other thing happening this week, I think we also get Drag Race down under two starting. So, <laughs> oh my God. So much drag. Too much. So much drag. But, Believe they, me. Already, they already have the next All Stars cast lined up, don't they? Literally, oh, they're filming. They're yeah. they're about fil- to start filming. Yeah, so, waiting, waiting on the conveyor. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, because RuPaul was uh, uh, in for Jimmy Kimmel this week. Um, he did a guest spot as the host and revealed they were in production. Um, and then we find out who one of the guest judges for UK Four is, which I'm very excited about. It's Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Oh. I'm stoked about that. I want that. them to get Adele. I think it's oh. going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Her best friend is one of the judges. It has to happen. Right. She if lives in Alan a, Carr's house. But if it was going to be Adele, Adele, I think that would have been like a season premiere. Like It might be for season right. four. It could be. You know, one, one thing that's disappointed me about Adele lately is she, she just seems kind of humorless. I, I can't really picture her on Drag Race. Like, commenting on on give her enough booze she will <laughs> i was right. like no she's hilarious when i saw her live like i'm like i would totally see adela i stand th- up i do <laughs> think she will be on simply because timing wise she was at um gay in london the week they started filming drag race there so. you go well maybe she's maybe it's it's gonna be all set up for her to be on drag race and then she'll cancel at the last minute and be sad possible (laughs) it's very possible all right where can we find all of you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug let's start with jane uh you could find me on instagram at pick up your mess annie um you can find me on all socials underscore atomic annie and on august 12th i'll be at amanda pork's show warp tour at $3 Bill's Backyard. Uh, so you can, I think, already get tickets for that now on the $3 Bill website, but keep an eye out for that. 
wait, it's outside. You bitches are going to do that shit outside. Oh, Listen, I'm just hot. happy to be there. <laughs> I know. And we're going to be in like hot. big scene here. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, um, well, that'll be fun. And Jim, no. special guest, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got? You can find me at thoughtacy.com. That's like Odyssey for Thoughts, T-H-O-T-Y-S-S-E-Y.com, where I list all of New York City's nightlife events every single day of the week and interview people in the scene. Uh, I will be producing Night of a Thousand Thoughts at Monster, starring many of your local nightlife favorites on August 19th. Very excited. When, when is the official cast reveal coming? very soon as soon as i ask a few more people and they get back there to us amazing well thank you all for being here until next time a huge thanks to jane annie and jim for coming on subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there and don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like listen love until next time i'm michael block and that was block talk 